Uh, Ryan, where's Rose? Uh, she's in some places. Yeah. Um, she's not everywhere, and she's been like removed from some places, but well, well, she's shown up in others. We'll talk. Okay. Uh, Rose, it's weird. What's going on? Where is Rose? Yeah, where is Rose? So there's an article we'll link to from Slash Film, but if you've been on Twitter this weekend, you've probably seen the hashtag and a lot of people talking about where's Rose. Um, I think it's a legitimate issue. I think it's a problem because Rose is a great character. Um, and uh, yeah, it doesn't seem that she's being featured in a lot of um, the merchandising and, and things like that. Uh, it, it, I don't know, man. It's uh, I think it's one of those situations where to me, the Where's Rose situation is like a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, a little bit of column C, um, as most things are. You know, it's not all one thing. I think without a doubt, um, whoever's in charge of marketing for these different companies is deciding that Rose is not as marketable as other characters. And so she's not being included. And I think that's, you know, not cool. Obviously, that's that's um, pretty bad on a couple different levels. One level being that uh you know she's an asian woman um and uh there's probably some racism and uh and bias and stuff as far as like not including her for that reason feeling like that's not marketable or um you know whatever uh so obviously that's super problematic and uh, awful i think another factor is the last jedi trolls and people who vocally didn't like the last jedi um a lot of their ire was focused on the character of Rose and on Kelly Marie Tran. And so some of this could be caving to those voices. And I think that's equally awful and stupid. Um, I think another issue is that she's probably not a huge part of the movie. And so, you know, if you're going to feature four to five characters and a piece of art or on a t-shirt or a poster or whatever, and she's one who's not as focused on, then I think, um, you know, it's likely that she would be one who's not featured for that reason if she's not super in the movie or not a huge role in the movie. But, you know, I don't think that's like necessarily the primary thing or the, you know, the main reason. Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying that suggesting that the, the things I already talked about the, you know, the bias and racism and, you know, whatever else caving to ugly voices. I think that's probably a bigger factor than her, the size of her role in the film. But I do think that like contributes to the overall phenomenon of where's rose um what are your thoughts ryan um i think it's a i think it's a mess um (laughs) i think um probably like the biggest thing that felt like um a slap in the face to a lot of um you know fans and specifically with um you know women of color who identify with rose is that original promo image which we've talked about um you know i said i bought the poster i bought the shirt um so that original promo image uh had rose in it initially and then she was uh, replaced by Claude. And so, like, I think now my feelings are mixed on this. I love Rose. 
I love Claude. Yeah. This is putting me in a very tough place. Um, I love the design of this image as well. Um, I think it's like, it's perfect, cheesy, photoshopped together, Star Wars movie marketing. You know, it's, you know, it's, I love this stuff. And um, I think like, I think it's awesome there that I have a t-shirt with Claude on it. I think it sucks that Claude is there in place of, um, you know, a woman of color and who is probably going to have a more important role in the film than Claude. Um, you know, I, we, I know we, we all are rooting for Claude and, you know, hoping he's the one who sets, sets things right and saves the galaxy. But um, in the end... It's probably going to be Rose, and um, I think, like, even just aside from Rose being, you know, um, so, like, representative and important to so many people, um, I think, like, she also has arguably the best line of dialogue in every Star Wars film, (laughs) like, in Star Wars in general. She for sure has an iconic line of dialogue that I think represents a lot of what, um, you know, Star Wars is about and what the sequel trilogy is about. And so, I mean, I think she's, like, ultimately going to be a, like, historically a very important um, figure in her, in Star Wars, just, I mean, based on, you know, Last Jedi. And obviously... Rise of Skywalker, I think there's going to be a lot of conversations about screen time uh, for certain characters because this is going to be a movie with a lot of characters, a lot of new characters, a lot of returning characters, and it needs to, you know, still be focused on the two protagonists. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I think like there's going to be some disappointment around screen time for characters. Um, And I think that's inevitable. And I think that's just, it's just the way it's got to be. So it's, yeah. um, So I think where I'm kind of at with this, like there's a lot of examples. Um, Like I saw in person, the, um, you know, the Rebel shirt, which at one point had uh, Rose on it, but then I saw that shirt at Disney Store, and Rose was no longer on it. Okay, um, so I got to jump in on this, because this, this, like, to me is, like, a perfect example of why this, like, uh, this whole issue is sort of, is complicated. Um, mm-hmm. Because uh, I I saw Anthony Bresnikan tweet about this issue last night. Like he was tweeting about, you know, where's Rose and like supporting that, you know, um, movement or cause or whatever. Uh, Those words are probably a little too strong to describe where's Rose, but the hashtag and the Mm -hmm. whole situation. Um, And then like he tweeted out a little bit later, like uh, specifically with that example, because he showed that as one of the examples of, or maybe Jenny Nicholson did, but of one of the examples Mm -hmm. of like, hey, she was on the product and they removed her, you know? Um, And it's like, you can buy that t-shirt, like both versions of that t-shirt exist that can be bought, you know? Um, And so it's like one of those things where I think a lot of people jump to the conclusion immediately, like she was on there and then through 
through some vast conspiracy to eliminate Rose from all marketing. They took her out of it. But um, it's like, and I do, like I said at the top, I do think that is an element of what's going on. It's like sometimes people are that are making these decisions are thinking, no, no, she might not be that marketable. Let's take her off. I do think that happens. But then like I'm looking at this example. I don't know if you saw this thread that I put in here from Brian Rude, who's one of the official, mm-hmm. you know, artists or whatever. And I'm looking at this tweet thread where he's like, okay, here's an example of the the poster that or the art that I made that features like the resistance on one side and the first order on the other. And it has Rose in there. Um, and uh, he's like, hey, don't worry. There is an early version where I was waiting on reference for Rose and others. Mm-hmm. And that's why she's not yep. on there. And somebody rips, responded to him and said, you're lying to us, Brian. The very early version without Rose features in an official calendar, blah, blah, blah. You know, and he's like, then showed like the receipts, as we say on Twitter or whatever, where he's got like the Photoshop you know, um, metadata showing like when he made one version and when he made the other. And like, I, like basically what he was saying is that there are multiple versions of all these assets. And then the people who make the products like have access to at different times, different versions of things. And so again, I think sometimes, you know, there's a, let's not feature rose thing going on. And I think other times Mm -hmm. there's a, I don't know, I'm going into this pool of stuff and grabbing what's there because like who knows when they start making various versions of products like when do they mm-hmm. make the poster versus when do they make the t-shirt versus this company's doing something and they're starting to work on it in and putting the product together in april and like his image didn't even feature rose until may because he didn't get the reference mm-hmm. of rose until may so um yeah it's not that the, the problem doesn't exist and that it's not legitimate because i think it absolutely is but at the same time like every product not featuring rose being an instance of like Disney hates Rose and they're suppressing her is like a little bit of an oversimplification simplification, I think of what's happening too. So. Yeah, I think um, that's definitely true to a point. I think um, the, the Brian Rude thing was like super enlightening and also like he was such a good sport about it too. Like where, um, you know, people like people kind of lashed out at him and, uh, and I think like he respected the where that anger was coming from, and also like clarified things. And so like shout out to him mm-hmm. um, for that because um, that can be you know challenging. Um, but I think like in regards to this like the rebel shirt, um, I think like yeah you can like order the you can what it's like you can order the rose one um the that variation online um but uh that's not the one that was like in the disney store when i went so yeah but um, was was like does the did the disney store ever like advertise that they were selling the version with rose or is it just that people have seen a version of that art that features rose and so like now disney store did something wrong because the version that they're selling doesn't have rose on it you know what i mean no, no, I'm just saying, like, the facts of it, like, you go into, I mean, the Disney store, and, I mean, you go into any store right now, and there isn't product with Rose on it. Mm-hmm. Like, across the board. Like, I mean, I got the shirt that has Claude instead of Rose. Um, you know, I could have bought this Rebel shirt, but it wouldn't have had Rose. There was no Rose Black Series figure, no Rose... Um, 
you know, Galaxy of Adventure figure, no vintage collection figure. Um, like, yeah, I mean, the literally the only Rose product released um, was the uh, uh, Funko Pop. And so then again, like kind of coming back to the issue of screen time and like marketing and stuff like, um, you know, people also pointed out like, where's Hux? So again, another character who's probably going to be important to the story, but there's no product for him out there right now. Yeah, and yeah, and I mean, if you're talking toys and like product, actual physical product, there's, I mean, that's an again, not to minimize the fact that like there are real reasons why Rose would be left out and other characters wouldn't, and I'm not like trying to be so naive as to suggest that that's not true because believe me, I know that's true and I I think it's a problem, but at the same time, like you want to talk toys, there's barely anybody of any, I mean, like you get Ray and Kylo, and if you're lucky, you'll get somebody else tossed in there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like okay, we got a Galaxy of Adventures Finn. That's cool. There's no Finn Black series. There's no Finn Mm -hmm. Vintage Collection. And part of the reason is because those figures existed in the Last Jedi line, and so they don't need to be in Wave 1 because you can still... I was at the Disney store yesterday, and they had a million Rose action figures that you could buy on clearance because, like, they already made them. And uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, they make a Rey and they make a Kylo in every line like you know so they could make another rose too but i don't think she was one of the more popular action figures and you can get rose Mm -hmm. black series and you can get rose three and three quarter um so the idea that like oh they didn't put rose in wave one of the rise of skywalker figure collection i mean it really wouldn't make sense for them to do that with that i think the issue on like you know promo images and stuff is totally different but as far as like toys Mm -hmm. go yeah i mean honestly what is the argument for making a rose toy uh, at this point in in the product cycle, if they're only making like four figures per per you know per line, yeah. like they don't have anyone, and we haven't even seen her, and you know maybe this is the larger problem. We haven't seen any promo images of her. We haven't seen her in a trailer. We haven't seen her at all. So clearly, she's one of the characters that either has not a lot of screen time, or they're holding her back um, as far as like promoting her. Um, That's not true, though, because we have seen, um, I mean, she's got a new look. She's got a new rank. Uh, She's got a new outfit. Like, her hair is different. Um, But we've only just started to actually officially see that in the stuff that's, like, coming out right now, you know, versus all these other characters, like, we saw in April, you know. And, like, I mean, maybe stuff has leaked of Rose before this weekend, but, like, Mm -hmm. she wasn't in Vanity Fair. You know, like there hasn't been anything official for her until just now. So, yeah, I mean, but there's yeah. And but like, I mean, I think like it's super noticeable. I'm reading um, Spark of the Resistance, the Justina Ireland um, young adult book, which is uh, super fun. And there's like this, you know, there's Phil Noto art of Rose in there because she's one of the starring characters of the book. And it's like her new um like her new self, uh-huh. I guess. Um, and so I think she like, she is a change character and she is, um, you know, uh, Oh, the, she's different enough to like necessitate, like, you know, new product for her in the same way. Like Kylo Ren just has like a new helmet. Like, 
<laughs> I mean, uh, but also he is one of the protagonists of the film. So um, I think like, you know, I think this is kind of coming back to that issue, like, you know, screen time, product time, that's going to be a factor with many, many characters yes. yeah. in this. Yeah. The the actual, the fact that we've seen versions We've seen multiple versions of some of the promotional images and stuff where she's swapped or just photoshopped out or, but you, you know, but you say that, but like the Brian Rude example, like mm-hmm. suggests otherwise, you know, because like this person who's responding to him and lying and telling him he's lying because they photoshopped like Rose out of that image. Like he's saying, mm-hmm. no, I made one that didn't have Rose. And then I made one that did have Rose. So right. like, why couldn't the poster be, I made one that didn't have Rose. And then I made one that did have Rose. Like we, we assume that for sure they took Rose out and replaced Rose with Claude. But like, how do we know that? You know? Well, because the original image had Rose in it. The one that's hanging on my wall has Claude in it. What makes one the original versus the other is what I'm saying. Because one leaked. Because we saw one first. On making Star Wars. But I mean, that doesn't mean it was like... Like, nobody put that out until this weekend. It was not officially like... You you didn't see it anywhere until this weekend. So I'm just saying like... You know, that, that's what this person is telling Brian Rude in this tweet thread too. You're lying because I already saw the other one that that um, that uh, has Rose or whatever. And then this other one doesn't. So you're lying about it. And he's like, no, I can prove to you that I'm not lying about it. But like. Right. But I'm saying the choices that they made, because there's another shirt, too, that has like this really great. I don't know who the artist is, but it's the one with like Ray standing in front with um, BB-8 <laughs> and Dio. And you see, like, Jenna and Poe and Finn and Chewbacca. And then Rose is in it. And then you, like, look at what the actual t-shirt is. And it's um, Chewbacca's replaced with Zori Bliss. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Uh, <laughs> but then, like, Rose is just completely gone. Um, and I think, that, like, it's... There's a lot of factors and a lot of choices that go into these things and i think um there's probably you know someone you know saying like okay we want to get sorry bliss in here but we can't have a star wars shirt with too many women on it or something so we need to take one of them out like there's there's like reasons for this and i think like a lot of those reasons are i'm not saying like people who um, you know, the marketing people are racist or misogynist or anything, but I think there is like a pragmatic view that uh, in the marketing that comes from like systemic issues in our society and within the fandom. And like, I think, you know, there's some like, I don't know, like, And I don't, like, it's not as extreme to say, like, whitewashing or something, but, like, like, this is, like, in some cases, this is a thing that's happening. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, I totally agree. I just think uh, that 
it's, it's easy to, or some of us will, will sort of look at it and say, okay, well, there's a, a couple of instances in which, you know, Rose was in something and was removed from it, or, you know, this, this kind of like key art or whatever that exists in one format doesn't feature her in another format. Like there are legitimate examples, no doubt, because there's too many things that don't have Rose to say like, in none of this, did they ever like consciously remove Rose? I'm sure they did or consciously choose not to include her in certain products or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not saying that that's not the case, but what, what I am saying is that I think to a certain extent, like, we might identify that with certain things. And then now all of a sudden every product that doesn't feature Rose is like an example of, you know, mm -hmm. they're consciously leaving her out or they're making this choice not to include her. And I think it's like a little more, you know, in certain cases, like, yeah, they probably should have featured her in there and very well could have, but inherent biases and, you know, whatever else like led to them removing her. But then I think in just like a lot of other cases, it's sort of a, she's not in there cause she's not <laughs> as important of a character or I shouldn't say as important of a character, but not as featured of a character, you know, and they're mm -hmm. only going to go with a certain number of them. And so that's what it is, you know, but yeah. And I think like this has been, um, the, like this has been kind of like an under the surface issue, um, for, you know, two years now like i think you know people really i mean we recorded an episode about this with uh with laura and um you know like actually um and i think like that would be something good to link in the show notes here is that episode and to see like what um a character means to um you know like an asian american woman um, like what that character means to them because it's a it's a very different perspective than like two white dudes uh, sitting here um, talking about it and I think there's been concern that um, you know like that was you know like Ryan Johnson really went to bat for her and then you know there was like all this um you know, back, backlash from, like, racist, misogynist idiots um, towards her character, and then, like, oh, well, now JJ's coming in, and he's got to try to, like, please everyone, so he's going to, like, you know, reduce her role or whatever, not have her in there, and, like, I mean, there was definitely that, de there were people, like, worried, like, what if Rose isn't even in episode nine, and then, we got that relief when um you know jj came out and he's like you know one of the one of the best things that ryan johnson did was introduce rose tico like she's she's in rise of skywalker um you know like that was really reassuring for a lot of people and then now we're like getting this point that like I mean, there's, we talk through some of the situations, there's a lot happening there. It's not really like, there's no, it's not really like a case of like a conspiracy or anything, but there is like the bottom line fact that there's not much Rose merchandise on Triple Force Friday. Um, and 
like that's just how it is there's you know there was a shirt and a poster that one version of it has rose on it the version that's available in stores does not it has a slug man instead um and uh and i mean literally the only product i've seen with with rose is um you know the the funko pop um which you know we were talking about this earlier say what you want about uh funko but they do have like a more diverse uh a more broadly stretching um, coverage of characters because they basically make Funkos for literally everything and everyone. So, like, you're able to get, like, your uh, favorite characters in uh, Funko form more often than not. And um, and I think, like, that's, uh, like, frustrating and concerning for people and I think it's like pretty pretty disappointing and pretty valid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh well, sure. Um I <laughs> I think that the reaction to Rose in general is like unquestionably like if you're talking about that whole two year period and the backlash at Kelly Marie Tran and the backlash towards a movie and the fact that a certain segment of the population like when they start complaining about the last jedi or modern star wars or whatever like rose always comes up as if like you know it's a terrible character or something like like the genesis of that is clear the intention of that is clear you know that's what we call racism um and Mm -hmm. like i don't think it's like a stretch to call it that at all i think that's clearly what it is um and I think that like the yeah the reaction to that character is ugly and embarrassing on a lot of levels, which is why we did that episode uh, last year um, with Laura. And um, yeah, I think we see that. I think we definitely see that um, reflected in some level in in the in the product and 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 that kind of thing that's coming out. I just think that like um, you know some examples are are you know, more egregious than others, I guess, you know, like I really wouldn't expect a Rose action figure at this point, um, mm-hmm. kind of in general. Um, but you know, not seeing her on t-shirts and posters and things, I think is a little more of a controversial is not the right word. Uh, it, 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 it's, <laughs> um, it invites criticism, uh, more mm-hmm. than like not seeing toys, you know, um, yeah. like Funko, they make everything as you said. So, you know, we could say like, oh, well props to Funko for making a Rose Tico. I mean, I'm glad it's out there. If people want, you know, mm-hmm. Rose merch, that's awesome. But, um, I don't know. I think, yeah, I think the toys is a totally different issue. Uh, the mm-hmm. artwork, the t-shirts, the posters and stuff, you know, um, and, and, you know, maybe, maybe it's a case cause I kind of like, you know, played devil's advocate or whatever, or said like, Hey, we'll look at this, you know, poster that Brian Rude made it. It has Rose in one version and not the other. So, you know, should we assume that, you know, intentions were nefarious or whatever? Well, maybe not, but maybe we should assume or not assume, but maybe we should push that. Hey, think a little more when you're deciding on which version to actually produce and put out to market and, and actually, you know, uh, ask yourself the question as somebody who's producing the product or whatever, should we put out the version with the slug man or should we put out the version with, <laughs> you know, the, the character that might be someone that, um, would be inspiring to, you know, a lot of people and, and, in a, in a, a market that's, that's, mm-hmm. you know, not being served super well or whatever. So, um, yeah, but 
All right. Well, that's the, that's uh, <laughs> quite a lot on that issue, I guess, and probably yeah, um, as much uh, insight as we're going to bring to it. But mm-hmm. um, unless you have anything else, but to yeah, add I mean, we'll we'll include the um, the links to the link to the article. We'll include the um, I mean, within the article, there are the um, links to some of the tweets and examples, and then we'll also include the. Um, brian rude part and then we'll also include a link to our um episode with lauren and which is one of my favorite blockade runner episodes yeah the one about rose so yeah 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 um, so yeah but just something like to be be aware of and like it's always um you know it's it's interesting to me to see like um you know stuff from like different perspectives than my own and like how um you know how the lack of this character like I mean yeah like I wouldn't have even noticed this probably if other people who were like more invested weren't noticing it and I think like that's really important to like my place as like a fan and just like as a person to um you know be able to get those um perspectives and so like i really you know i i appreciate um the people who um you know are bringing this issue to like the forefront of fandom yeah no absolutely absolutely uh and and i would certainly like to see more rose tico um because mm-hmm. I love that character. Uh, I love that character in The Last Jedi. I uh, love Kelly Marie Tran. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I'm hoping for big things from Rose uh, in the movie, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And hopefully <laughs> I am, uh, independent of this conversation, I am kind of disappointed with um, the Triple Force Friday, like, product stuff, like, in general, you know. Um, and mm-hmm. am hoping for more waves and more like excitement related to the rise of Skywalker in terms of like product mm-hmm. and marketing and things like that. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, it's, it's, I'm not going to say that I think it will happen cause that would be kind of naive probably, uh, unfortunately with the reality of it. But I would hope that in the next six months of like rise of Skywalker merchandise, there's the opportunity for more Rose stuff and that Rose will be featured uh, more like across the board in products and things like that. But mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Um, it's hard. That's hard to say. <laughs> it would be nice. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And she's not the only character that I think we're, we're hoping for more from. Oh, but yeah. Cause there's a, there's a lot of characters in rise of Skywalker and there's um, a lot more that we need to see. And one place where you can see, rose and many other characters are in the the cardboard character standees which (laughs) i was not expecting this uh character standees from advanced graphic yeah to reveal so many characters and so many characters new looks uh in rise of skywalker and beyond yeah so who are the exciting new characters that are revealed here ryan would you say or the new looks i guess i think we're get we get a really good billy d Mm -hmm. um here uh that gives like a really clear uh picture of him and his character i think is this the first time we're seeing the cane 
Um, maybe. Yeah, probably. Okay, because the the cane uh, was you know that that was new to me. Okay. Uh, um, this is the first place that I saw Rose's new look. Yeah. Um, with like she's no longer in her, uh, you know, mechanic jumpsuit. She's in. Um, what what is her uh title? Because she got at some point between. Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, she got a promotion. I don't know if she's commander, commandant. Well, I mean, that's kind of like what I was talking about earlier. How would we know? Like, what have they revealed about this character yeah. at all? You know what I mean? Like, it's probably yeah. all just leaked information or something because, like, Basically, they really haven't yeah. said anything about her, um, which is, um, you know, unfortunate. But, like, I don't know anything about Rose in this movie besides, like, from what I can piece together based on like this picture and you know i think somebody maybe in an interview or something jj or like maybe kelly Marie tran on that triple force friday stream or something kind of hinted at it or whatever but as far as i know there hasn't really been any real movement on that issue yeah yeah but it's cool to see her like in a new outfit Mm -hmm. new hair Mm -hmm. new um looking very determined very um stronger strong like yeah well she's got a blaster and she looks like she's more like there to fight you know which really wasn't her character in the last jedi so much so yeah and her like finding a sense of purpose yeah and her outfit looks pretty similar to like in terms of like the type of like fatigues or whatever and colors and stuff as uh poe especially and also um Mm -hmm. finn too so kind of puts her firmly in that you know kind of mix i guess you'd say yeah um, and then we get uh, Dominic Monaghan's character, uh, not a Knight of Ren. No, not a Knight um, of Ren, no. <laughs> oh, he is a, looks like just like a resistance, like, grunt. Yeah. Like, he's a, he's boots on the ground. He's probably like a Snap Wexley uh, level character, I would say, in the movie. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. Probably not a huge role or anything, but a friend of JJ, so he's in there, which is cool. Yeah, yep. Um we get Naomi Aki, mm-hmm. uh Jana, 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 Jana. Um she's in there looking just awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we've kind of seen her design. She's she's shown up on some of the um merchandise. There's um in some of the promo art, she's on like the poster and um the t-shirt that I bought. Um which is cool. Still the only... We're getting a Black Series figure of her. Uh, probably next wave, I believe. Yeah. Um, next wave when we get, like, the 3PO with Babu Frick. Uh, <laughs> very exciting Which wave. Yeah, it is. But, again, there's another really weird thing. Like, oh, let's do this Triple Force Friday live stream event and show off a bunch of stuff that's not even going to be available on Triple Force Friday. <laughs> but we're not going to let anybody yeah. know it's not available on Triple Force Friday. So, like, if, if you watched that thing and you don't live on the Yakface forums or whatever, you probably went mm-hmm. to Target or, or one of those stores expecting to see, like, a Janna Black Series figure or a 3PO mm-hmm. with Bandolier. And, like, I don't think there's any chance of that stuff showing up for a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so... Um, I. I was looking for the pop-up book and then realized that that doesn't come out until the end of the month. Oh, is that right? But it was like prominently featured on tr- the Triple Force Friday stream. How about the sticker book? I want that sticker book. Ooh. I don't know. Um, 
The next okay. one is is it Bulio? Bulio. Bulio. <laughs> Dude, and seeing like are you clicking on this picture yeah. and just like is it just me or does does Bulio seem like he might be kind of a goof? Yeah, he seems very happy. Bulio seems very happy. Yeah. I see like at first I was like, "Oh, he looks like a you know, cuz you see the horns and stuff and like what we had seen i was like oh he looks like a, a tough no-nonsense alien but then like you click on this and like looks like a goof yeah um so very excited for bulio yeah, looks fun um we got a new uh mancala yeah character uh, do do we know anything about this dude no i don't okay no i don't he looks great though i like him yeah yeah no, he's like the his expression is like the opposite of uh of Bulio's here. He is like extreme frown. Yeah. Um then we have Claude. Yeah, and then you have Claude, yeah. And he's kind of the last yeah. like really like new the rest yeah. of these are kind of we've seen these people for the most part, yeah. so. Um, um but uh the the prospect of owning that big Claude, you know, cardboard standee yeah. is pretty uh enticing i think yeah like where do you buy these at i don't know i don't feel like i ever see these in stores oh no not in the store probably unless it's like a real specialty type store maybe amazon yeah okay then um moving past rise of skywalker there's one more i wanted to share here yeah that's true (laughs) and that is uh nick nolte's character from the mandalorian yeah yeah, he looks a lot like Nick Nolte. I mean, he looks like Nick Nolte. I mean, because he is. But you know, if you made Nick yeah. Nolte into a Star Wars alien, or Nick Nolte into a Star Wars alien, um, th- this is what you get. Yeah, looks great. Yep, I like that a lot. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. All right, cool. So yeah, those are fun. Um, probably have to order them on like uh, Amazon dot com or something. I would assume, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, okay. Well, we're running long. We're we're definitely running long, Ryan. Yeah. Um, Remember when you were like, we should also cover season one or season two, episode one of Resistance well, this episode. It's out. It's out. I could have watched it this morning. It's on YouTube TV mm-hmm. on my app. Um, I guess it's not on Disney Plus. Is the uh, what I was seeing on Twitter? It doesn't look like it's on Disney Plus. Um, well, wait. Who is Disney Plus? Not Disney Plus. Disney Now. Sorry, the Disney yeah, Now app. Yeah. Okay. No, it's yeah. it's for sure it's not, not on, on Disney my... Plus. Yeah. Um. It's not on my DVR either. Okay. It's recording at three fifty nine p.m. Well, but you have like actual TV, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it it has not aired on actual TV yet, but yeah. um, yeah, through the okay. streaming stuff, so it's kind of out. Happening. So yeah, we couldn't have done it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's uh talk. New York Comic Con happening right now. Uh, there was a Lucasfilm publishing panel. Uh-huh. Um, let's just quickly go through some of the news from there. Um, Project Luminous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm losing excitement for Project Luminous with every passing moment, I have to tell you. <laughs> They've been talking about uh, it for six months. Now I know it's going to feature IDW and Del Rey and Marvel and the book companies. And it's featuring like original trilogy quotes 
and I'm just starting to lose my interest in Project Luminous. So uh, I think it's a case where they revealed it a little earlier than they should have because Mm -hmm. the more times they go to events and say, Project Luminous is a thing we're doing, and we're not telling you anything about it, but you should be really excited, Mm -hmm. the less excited I get, to be honest. Um, Yeah, I've seen that yellow that yellow text on a Starfield uh, three conventions now with uh, still no information, but we did get, this has been the best tease. I hate it. They should have, they should have just started with this. I hate it so much. This is, this is how they should have um, revealed it. The force is what gives a Jedi his power. It's an energy field created by all living things until Project Luminous. Why does that excite you? Just because it's intriguing? Like mysterious? It's mysterious. It's uh, we know that we know now that Project Luminous is, you know, we kind of assumed because like luminous beings are we like we knew it was going to be something around the force Mm -hmm. and it's going to be like a deep dive, a study of the force. Um, or like that's going to feature prominently into the story. And now, uh, we've got this tease until project luminous. Why does this not excite you? Um, well, I'll try to be brief because we got to make this brief, but basically like, to me, it stinks of uh, sometimes with like the comics or the books and stuff, they will do these like crossover events or they'll do like some, you know, new book or whatever and make it seem like it's going to be this really big deal that's going to like change things. And then like it doesn't and that's fine. But like, I just don't mm-hmm. like it being overhyped, you know? And so when it says like the force is what gives a Jedi his power, it's an energy field created by all living things. Like that is like, the foundational statement of star wars and then they're like until this thing with like marvel comics you know like oh my god it's gonna really shake things up and it's just like to me it's like no it's not you know like so for instance if they had had the sana or what's her name uh uh han solo's wife what was her name sana solo was it sana Son of Staros, yeah. was that what it was? And then Staros, yeah. but no, but then they called yeah. her Son of Solo. But anyway, yeah. that whole thing, it was fine. It was a comic book, you know. I wasn't mad about it when it happened. A lot of people were mad about it when it happened. I wasn't mad. I thought it yeah. was kind of fun. It, actually. it ended up being a good story. I agree. Like, but what I'm saying is that if they had tried to like hype that up beforehand, but like, oh mm-hmm. my god, you thought you knew about Han Solo until he had a wife, you know, and then it was like. Mm-hmm. Like, don't make that into a big deal before I read it because, like, it's probably not going to be a big deal. And this could be awesome. I'm not saying Project Luminous is not going to be awesome. What I'm saying is I don't know anything about it. And, like, the way they're hyping it up is, is I think, just based on past experiences, I feel like it's going to, like, be setting... It's setting up to be a very big deal, and it probably won't be a very big deal. Like, in terms of... I don't know. That just irritates me. That tagline irritates me. Like you thought okay. you knew the you thought great. you knew the force, but you you uh-huh. didn't know the force because now Marvel and IDW have some comic books coming out. It's not going to change my understanding of the force. It's not. So don't hype it up that way. That's my personal curmudgeony. I'm on Octo being pissed off about this project. Lumen. Yeah, tagline. yeah. You should probably just cut yourself off from the force and never consume any more Star Wars media again. If you just want everything to stay exactly the same as it was 40 years oh, ago. Oh no, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying <laughs> is I know it's going to stay the same as it was 40 years okay. ago, but they're pretending that's it's not fine. in that tagline. That's what I don't oh, like. Oh okay. yeah, but like, okay, but 
even if it like barely moves the needle or even if it's more of like uh oh this is happening oh it got solved like kind of thing like it's a cool i think it's cool conceptually um we don't even know what it is how can it be yes i know what it i know what it is conceptually it is called project luminous and it's this tagline you know taken from like a new hope and then it's this is going to be a project that challenges what we know about the force and it's done by the some of the best writers in star wars and so i know it's going to be super well done it's going to tell great stories which is what we're here for is great stories not like and if it like doesn't have like a huge effect on you know the like the future films or anything like fine like as long as i got good star wars stories um yeah i don't even want it to have a big impact on on future things i just uh, i don't know i guess i'm just grumpy you like yeah i mean people would be mad either way i would be mad if it had a big impact on future star wars stuff i would be mad yeah that's true that is true so what i mean it's like it really comes down to do you want good star wars stories or not i do i just don't want them to be advertised with like overly hyperbolic taglines that's all i'm saying too hyperbolic okay well then not going to deliver on that not going to deliver on that quote okay well would you rather they like just didn't hype it up? And yes, I would rather they not. Were like, I would rather they not start talking about it eight months before they even okay, announce what it actually fair. is. That's that's. I'm fair. irritated that's by Project saying, Luminous. Like they should have started this. This should have been the first yeah. time we heard Thank about you. Project Luminous. Yes, then I might be like, huh, okay, well that sounds kind of dumb. Like not not the project, but like that tagline's kind of dumb. But okay, I'm curious. Now I'm like, I was already annoyed by the fact that you keep like putting desktop folders on your Mac that say Project Luminous, just so you could be like don't think you're going to hear anything about it because it's so mysterious and it's like there's no way you can deliver on how much <laughs> yeah. hype they're they're like building around it is my okay. feeling yeah well yeah i yeah i mean i i don't disagree with that but i think this is going to deliver these are going to be great star wars stories by claudia gray justina ireland daniel jose older kevin scott and charles soul these are going to be great ass star wars stories and it's going to, you know, it's going to be cohesive. It's going to, uh, you know, be focused on a certain area of Star Wars that's really exciting. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, also, we can tell from this list of names that it's going to be an adult novel, a, like, middle grade novel, um, you know, one other kind of, like, I don't know, like an adult novel, like a sort of, middle grade or like young adult novel and then like a middle grade novel probably and then a comic from marvel and a comic from idw right it's pretty much what we got I like mean, three books and then possibly possibly but i mean well i promise Claudia you kevin has... scott is doing the idw comic and charles soul is doing the marvel it's got to be okay <laughs> i mean yes that's i mean that's likely but you know kevin <laughs> scott just did um you know dooku jedi lost which is an adult novel and audiobook yeah but if i yeah but so, idw's name is on this don't, announcement don't so. pigeon yeah don't pigeonhole him i'm but not yeah, saying he can't do anything else i'm saying comments, that if idw yeah. is doing something and Kevin scott's name is on there he's the one who's doing it 
especially when listed with these other names, you know? Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, it's actually even it's in the same order as the thing at the end. Like the last thing on the bottom is Marvel and the last name is Charles Soule and the second to last name mm-hmm. is Kevin Scott and the second to last logo is IDW. <laughs> like it lines up perfectly. Sure, that's what we're getting. Sure, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Um, it's going to be awesome. All right. Uh, <laughs> also going to be right. super awesome. The Thrawn Ascendancy Trilogy by Timothy Zahn. In case six books about Thrawn, no, eight books about Thrawn already weren't enough. We got a whole nother trilogy. Cannot wait. Oh, tell us how you really feel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently, Uh-oh. it's going to be in the um, in the unknown regions, so uh-huh. I guess that's cool. And you never know; like, we can start speculating for the next six months about how Ezra's going to show up in the book. Which, I mean, he's probably gonna, right? Actually, no, he's probably not because I think I've heard Timothy Zahn say that like Dave Filoni has told him like you don't get to touch that stuff, like, because we're going to do something with it eventually. Right. Yep. <laughs> How do you feel about Thrawn Ascendancy Trilogy? Yeah, I mean, I'll just be honest. Like, the Thrawn books are not for me. Um, I love and appreciate Timothy Zahn. And, like, thank you, Timothy Zahn, for, like, saving Star Wars, basically. (laughs) Like, you and Weston Games, like, did it. You kept, you know, the Star Wars fandom alive. Um, You know, the original Thrawn Trilogy was a lot of fun uh back in the day uh, those books are so important they're the foundation that like all of you know this publishing is built upon um i don't like these new throne books they're they're like probably my least favorite of the new canon i just i i just don't i don't really like the character of thron um i like just the like and i guess the same way like i don't really like sherlock holmes like i don't really just like reading about someone who's like smarter than me and like the whole book is just like ah but yeah this was the four-dimensional chess i was playing the whole time and um like that's just it's not like really an entertaining read for me and I think, like, um, I don't, like, his interactions with other characters. I just, I don't really, I just don't really like it. <laughs> yeah, same. I mean, I, I would be more into it if it was one book. Like, if the whole Thrawn trilogy that just came out was, like, one book instead of three. Which, to be fair, I've only read the first one and not the second uh, and third books. Mm-hmm. But, like, one of those books, I think, what I would have been a lot more excited about. And then, um, same thing with mm-hmm. this. If they were like, oh, the Thrawn Ascendancy, read about it in one 300-page book. I'd be like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. And instead, they're like, read 900 pages about the Thrawn Ascendancy. And I'm like, yeah, that does not appeal to me all that much. But I'll probably read them at some point. Um, I don't know. but uh... Yeah, I actually, um, I think I've said this on here before. I actually enjoyed the um, the comic adaptation yeah, you, a yeah. lot more. Yeah. Um, and I hope they just continue to do that <laughs> with all of the throne books. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> that, like, that's enough throne for me. Give me six issues that I can read in an hour. Yeah. And then, like, okay, that's good. I'm good on, like, throne. I, like, I, I shouldn't say, like, I dislike the character. I think the character's cool and interesting in, like, a larger picture i i don't love like just being focused on him for you know reading a book for 
over the course of two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Like, just being focused on him and, like, his machinations and stuff. Like, um, and I think, like, with... I think that's, like, kind of true with, like, just about any character. <laughs> like, um, it's kind of weird that, like, the Thrawn stuff is, like, there's just so much of it, like, focused on one character. I mean, like, if there were two trilogies about, like, the Emperor, I don't think I'd really like that. Like... <laughs> I don't think I'd really like 2,000 pages about Palpatine. Um, I mean, there's probably not, like, a ton of characters that I'd be into that for. Yeah. Um, maybe Qui-Gon being the exception. I would definitely read two Qui-Gon trilogies. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, possibly. I don't know either. It kind of comes yeah. down to the whole um, Rise of Skywalker conversation about the length, though. It's like, you know... Do I want it to be two hours and 20 minutes or do I want it to be three hours or do I want it to be three hours and 30 minutes or at what point does too much of a good thing become too much? You know what I mean? Cause I don't know. I have a feeling they might announce the runtime as like closer to three hours and uh, you know, that'll be okay. It'll probably be cool. But like, uh, I don't know. I think it's totally different. I mean, with rise of Skywalker, you're like, I mean, there's so much to go there. Yeah. Like, but I'm I'm I just mean, saying that so many stories. I'm just saying no matter how no matter how good something is, like at a certain point, yeah. like it's just too much. You know what I mean? It's too long. Like I don't know. I, I hear some people argue that like they should have made the sequel trilogy not a trilogy, but just made sequel movie after sequel movie after sequel movie until it got stale or something. Or I don't know. Like why mm. tell Ray's story in only three movies? And to me, there's something about the brevity of that that I like and um yeah i'm sure there is a lot more you could do with these characters but also like if you tell me from the outset like hey here's these new characters ray and kylo ren i'm gonna serve you their story in like seven or eight movies and like you know stay really excited about what's going to happen in each one even though you know you're not going to get to the actual conclusion of their story for 12 years or something i I don't know. That mm-hmm. doesn't work as well for me. Like no matter how good each movie individually would be or whatever, like at a certain point, it's just like too much is too much. So, um, yeah, I think that's a factor with Thrawn myself, but, uh, they must sell well. People must be having an appetite for them. And, uh, you know, um, it, there's the potential for some exciting stuff there because it's going into the unknown regions. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's certainly yeah. not the, uh, announcement I was like really geared up for coming out of uh, New York comic con, but, um, yeah. we'll see what happens. I don't want to be totally negative about it. Uh, I am excited for the rise of Skywalker novels and junior novel or novel and junior novel, uh, Ray Carson doing the adult version or the, <laughs> not adult version, but the, uh, the full on, um, novelization. And then, uh, Michael Kogi, who's done most of the junior novels, I think doing the rise of Skywalker yeah. junior novel. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm really excited for, um, Ray Carson to be uh doing this um i think she's a great choice um i love her novella in the canto bite book which is one of my favorite star wars books ever um and then uh most wanted yeah the um the solo like young adult spinoff uh prequel i guess um was fantastic yeah most want as well. most wanted was good for sure um that was definitely more of a middle grade novel so it'll be interesting to see kind of like a uh a more 
I don't know, adult audience novel um, from her. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she did a story in um, from a certain point of view or not, uh, but possibly. Oh, but yeah, I don't remember so. actually. <laughs> but yeah, then that's good news. Um, it should be good. Cool. Uh-huh. Then we have uh, you know some some kind of typical not for us young um, kids books here. Yeah. Um, use the force. Use the force. Discover what it takes to be a Jedi, <laughs> and it's like scribbled on a trapper keeper um kind of thing uh cool clone wars anthology book um i know this was like huge news for a lot of people um stories set in the clone wars um with some returning star wars authors and some brand new to star wars authors yeah and and it's from uh, which is exciting it's from disney lucasfilm press so probably like a middle grade type thing is that what you're thinking Mm. probably i mean probably whatever the audience for the clone wars is now um i guess old people yeah like (laughs) well not old people i guess (laughs) but like i don't know i think people in like their 20s yeah um so yeah like teens and people in their 20s but i'm just saying like usually the way they split up the publishing and stuff is it would be like del rey doing it if it was like more of a 300 page like full-size novel that they were marketing mm-hmm. towards like everyone versus when disney film or disney lucasfilm press does it it's more for like younger audiences usually so not to, not yeah. to say like i mean i read most of those books for younger audiences i'm not saying like grown-ups won't like it but i'm just saying like they do have sort of categories that they put these books into and this would be yeah. not in the, you know, master and apprentice and uh Thrawn category, but more in the most wanted or um Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine cuz Clone Wars is a cartoon for kids. So Yes. Although and it's like you, uh, coming back, I feel like it's not so much for kids as it is for people yeah. who watched it 15 years ago or 10 years ago or whatever and really liked it. So Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it is weird because sometimes you do have those Clone Wars stories that spin out to into like a more adult thing, like the um, the Christy Golden book, the um, Dark Disciple. Yeah, yeah, which was like which was definitely on like the darker end of Clone Wars content. Yeah, um, but great, great authors here. Yes. Okay, Ryan, I am really excited for the next thing, and uh, here's my proposal. I think we should discuss real quickly this Dark Legends book from George Mann and Grant Griffin, Mm -hmm. and then we should table the comics discussion for next week for a couple reasons. Uh, Okay. Can you, are you cool with that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I'm probably too excited about this comic stuff that it would be another 45 minutes. Yes, yes. And I'm, for some reason, listeners can tell, I'm sure that I'm a little ornery today. I am on Octo for some reason. I'm not sure why. And uh, Mm. I just might have a better spin on these comics next week than I do today. Um, But also, we're we're over the two-hour mark. We are over two hours. I think I'm going to split this into two episodes. But we'll, you know, that's neither here nor there. Dark Legends from George Mann and Grant Griffin. I'm excited about that. This is um, okay. this is the myths. Uh, George Mann is the the author of the Myths and Fables Star Wars book, mm-hmm. um, which I really liked. I don't think you grabbed that one, did you? I didn't. I really liked nope. it. I've heard some some you know kind of like middling feedback from from people or whatever. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fun. Um, and this one is more focused on like scary like or like Sith leaning, you know, as the title 
indicates dark legends you know it's uh mm-hmm. it's it's more um the dark side of things and uh yeah the, the, that's that's exciting to me. yeah i think that could be really fun because the creepy the the stuff that worked best i thought in of myths and legends uh if that's what it was called was the stuff that leaned more towards the dark side of things like those stories were more fun and more kind of compelling um and so and, and, and the the image the the one piece of art that they released with this which i don't have open in this story so uh, mm. i don't see it at the moment but i saw it last night and i thought it looked really cool so um yeah i'm just uh, i'm excited for this it's a different kind of star wars book um and it has some fantastic art there from grant griffin and yeah i just thought the first one was really good so i'm excited for this cool yeah cool um but yeah there's a bunch of comic news uh one thing ryan i didn't i and I feel so uh, weird about this because I was so into Vader's Castle last year and I went every Wednesday religiously to pick it up from the comic book store and then I got too busy this week and I haven't been down to pick it up yet. So I want to get that. Um, and then we also have, uh, what's the name of the the Allegiances, right? Star Wars Allegiances or whatever mm-hmm. issue one that's coming out this upcoming Wednesday. So that'll mm-hmm. be out. So um, I think we should just talk some comics and Star Wars Resistance next week and... Uh, and whatever else uh, may pop up then too so sounds good uh last thing i guess we forgot uh alphabet squadron sequel Shadowfall coming i think next summer from alexander freed that's not a comic that's a book um mm-hmm. that was announced did you read alphabet squadron i started okay it. yeah i was thinking you didn't like that one so much so or it didn't grab you anyway it, it wasn't what i wanted at the time mm-hmm. um i think like yeah, I'll I'll go back to it. There were things I definitely liked about it. Um, I really liked the Tie Fighter comic series, um, so I'm I'm gonna go back to it. I'm just gonna start it over okay. um, at some point. Okay. But all right, cool. Yeah, I'm, I want to read that. That's on my to do list probably for 2020 sometime. So <laughs> to get mm-hmm. to that one. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay, before we sign out, do we like do we finally just have to talk about the news that we've missed like three weeks in a row? Oh my god, the Feige news. Yeah. Yeah. Is it Feige? Is it Feige? Uh, I think it's Feige. Feige. No, it's definitely not Feige. That's for sure not what it is. Uh, Ryan. Yeah. Feige. I think it's Feige. Um, I hear most people say okay. Feige, and I want to say when he was on the Star Wars show, that's that's um how they said his name but i have to go back and look i guess um but anyways kevin feige uh actually i think it's feige because two different podcasts in my feed um the week that it came out had the uh the title for their episode which i thought was perfect and really good uh triple force feige um that was Mm. force material Mm. yeah (laughs) it was force Mm -hmm. material Mm -hmm. and also uh the force cast i think uh yeah, did that nice. Triple Force Feige. I'm sure nice. completely independently because yeah. it writes itself, but it's really good. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, shout out to the, the Star Wars podcast community. Yes, yes. Except that one that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, going going around <laughs> sucking hardcore this dig, weekend. Yeah, so. Dig there a um, deeper. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah. Star Wars is, uh, or I'm sorry, Marvel's um, Kevin Feige is doing a new movie for, a Star Wars movie for Disney. Um, and, uh, we knew it, um, for a couple weeks now, but we forgot to talk about it. So we're talking about it now and <laughs> kind of shows our level of excitement. Uh, yeah. So, well, I don't know. I mean, yes and no, it kind of shows our level of ineptitude as well, I guess. And, 
And also probably the fact that we'd take a story that we could talk about for 15 minutes and talk about it for an hour. So then we run out of time to talk yeah. about stuff and we get tired and we forget. But anyway, here it is. Here's the quote from Alan Horn. We are excited about the projects Kathy and the Lucasfilm team are working not only in terms of Star Wars, but also Indiana Jones and reaching into other parts of the company, including Children of Blood and Bone with Emma Watson Fox. With the close of the Skywalker saga, Kathy is pursuing a new era in Star Wars storytelling. And knowing what a diehard fan Kevin is, it made sense for these two extraordinary producers to work on a Star Wars film together. Now, this is an article from Hollywood Reporter that goes on to detail all the ways in which Star Wars has struggled um, since uh, since Disney bought it, which I think is kind of dubious, um, but uh, it's whatever. Uh, the point here is that Kevin Feige's doing a Star Wars movie. Ryan, you love the Marvel movies, so how can you be indifferent towards this? Okay, love is not probably the right oh, word. Okay. I, in, I see the marvel movies i've kept up with it i love i love comic books i love comic book storytelling i love shared universes Mm -hmm. um they did it really well yeah and it was uh all done you know kind of under uh kevin feige's leadership and vision um so i think he's an extraordinarily talented and also just like really real and like down-to-earth person who has like a true passion for um genre film um i didn't know he was a hardcore star wars fan um doesn't surprise me uh that rules um i think he's going to bring a lot of passion and um care to um you know Star Wars, Star Wars. I think he's also um, been very something I appreciate about him is like despite all the success of the um, MCU, which is literally unprecedented in like entertainment, uh, like ever. Um, essentially, uh, despite all the success, he also has like acknowledged that they have n- n- not done a great job with diversity um in those uh films and you know it's gotten better um in the past few years with you know Black Panther Captain Marvel and everything but then like you look at like the next wave of Marvel films and you see a lot more diversity both in cast characters but also in the um the writers and the people behind the cameras um and i think him bringing those reflections to star wars um is good and it's in line with um you know what disney and lucasfilm are uh aiming for but also sometimes having missteps around as we kind of talked about with like where's rose earlier like you know i think there's like good intentions there um but sometimes they uh don't get it all the way right and um and i think that's just you know i think that's something that's very near and dear to me as a fan because i know that 
catering to people like me is not sustainable and it also doesn't lead to um the kind of storytelling i think any of us want um which is like a white male dominant perspective um so i think this is like again like he's uh he's an older white dude um but i think like he also has a lot of you know, a lot of reflections and stuff from his work with MCU that will, um, you know, come into play here. And then again, just like his general um, passion and care um, for, you know, fictional characters in genre film is just remarkable. So um, I think I think this is cool. It raises a ton of questions, um, but, you know, he's a good dude and I'm... Um, Glad to welcome him into the Star Wars fold. Okay, so here's my thing. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, I think 100% with everything you just said. Uh, I don't really love the Marvel movies, but like I like them. You know, it depends on mm-hmm. which one we're talking about. I guess how much I like them versus uh, you know other ones. Um, so, which is the case with anything when there's like 20 plus movies, I guess. Uh, he doesn't <laughs> yeah. write them or direct them, though. You know what I mean? So it's just like he's yeah. he's the producer, and so it'll be interesting to see who he works with um, and, mm-hmm. uh, and and kind of what kind of story that he ends up doing. Um, I, I would assume there's obviously like an idea for a kind of Star Wars movie he wants to make and then he'll hire people to help him do that. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see. So as somebody who's not like a huge fan of all of his movies or anything or like none of the Marvel movies have really spoken to me on a super deep level or anything. It's just not like a genre that I'm super into. But then like I don't mm-hmm. expect, I think, you know, some people are like, oh, well, you know, he makes those Marvel movies, so he'll make a Star Wars movie that's just like all those Marvel movies. I would say one yeah. thing I appreciate about the Marvel movies, um, at least from a little bit of a neophyte perspective or whatever, as somebody who hasn't read a lot of comics, at least since I was a kid, um, I feel like they, they, the reason they're successful or a huge part of it is because they really understand like the appeal of the comic books and they they are true mm. to the core of the storytelling and the characters and things from the comic books and so he's able to sort of take that and you know make it into a movie or whatever well star wars started out as a movie star wars are movies and um assuming he can look at the previous star wars movies and understand the core of those movies and what makes star wars star wars the same way he could say what makes a marvel comic a marvel comic and like how do we need to like honor that and and preserve that in film form uh, which should be an easier task for star wars because it is a movie to start with you know what i mean um then Mm. then i think potentially you could say this is a guy who knows how to translate something to a film and and make it still feel like that thing that source material so you know i'm positive about it for all those reasons uh i will just say though that the one thing it does (laughs) for sure it's just caused me to be even more confused about the future of Star Wars films. Because there's a quote <laughs> yeah. there that says, like, Kathy is um, pursuing a new era in Star Wars storytelling. Well, of course she is because the saga is wrapping up. But, like, what on earth is that going to be? And I feel like every new announcement just makes me more and more confused. Because, like, the first new announcement was, like, Ryan Johnson's doing a trilogy of Star Wars movies. Okay, that's also <laughs> known as the best news of all time ever. Okay, so cool. Yeah. But then after that, it was like, oh, we're also going to get those guys that did game of thrones to do some star wars movies and it's like huh okay how does that work with ryan johnson's thing like that's interesting then they were like well we're slowing down on star wars movie well that's interesting then they were like uh 
oh, also we're putting some Star Wars movies out between 2022 and 2026, and they're going to be from the Game of Thrones guys. And it's like, okay, well, what about Ryan Johnson? Then it's uh, Ryan Johnson. I mean, this is not really like a, something from Disney, but I just saw this uh, interview pop up this week from Ryan Johnson being asked about Star Wars. He said, um, this is about the Mandalorian. I've seen some behind the scenes and went to visit the set. It looks incredible, and the stuff they're doing is fantastic. But other than that, I haven't read any other scripts, and I don't know anything about future movies. Now, part of that is just him being like, I'm talking about Knives Out. Please stop talking to me about Star Wars, I'm sure, um, even though he's a good sport about it. But like that mm-hmm. quote is sort of like, well, I don't know anything about the future movies. Uh, I don't know. It's just so weird. Um <laughs> And then, yeah, because I I feel like even like there was like a previous Knives Out interview where he's like, yeah, that's what I'm working on next. Right. But then he started a new production company with Ram Bergman or maybe not a new production company, but a new deal. And he was like, yeah, Mm -hmm. um, we're going to do another movie either like right before I do a, a Star Wars or in between or something. And it's just like every quote is just. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so, I mean, there's there's a little yeah. more to this quote, which I love. He says, uh, talking about what any future Star Wars movies, including his own, would offer fans. He says, for me, I'm just a Star Wars fan. What I want is for people to sit down and watch something we've never seen in Star Wars the universe before, which is what George Lucas wanted in reference to The Force Awakens from the Bob Iger book. But we're not talking about that now. Tell me oh, a great yeah. story, something that's going to make me feel like I'm 10 years old again watching the original trilogy. I feel like that's what we all want when the lights go down. So... I don't know what's going on with future Star Wars movies. I don't know when they're making a Kevin Feige movie. I don't know when they're making a Ryan Johnson movie. I don't know when they're making these Ben Hoff and Weiss movies. Ask me which of the three I want to see the least, and I can give you a very clear answer. But um, I don't know, and it's the only (laughs) ones they've actually kind of committed to making. So I don't know what's going on. Um, And we're not going to until next year at the earliest, I'm sure. So. Uh, I won't worry about it too much, but um, don't you dare announce Ryan Johnson trilogy and then not make it is all I can say on that issue. Oh, yeah. And we've been like, this is, I mean, this is kind of what I was talking about with, um, you know, that unease that comes from not knowing if something is like something Star Wars is happening or not. That's what I was talking about with like, um, you know, like with, rose fans being like uh is she gonna be in the movie and like and then we're sitting here like uh is ryan johnson going to make these movies like um you know no that's a great that's uh, that's a great point that is a great point yeah i think like you know i'm i think both of us are very very invested in this ryan johnson trilogy and like i mean it's the number one star wars thing that i want um post rise of skywalker and yeah if like the uncertainty around it is like killing me at times yeah it's weird i mean the the only thing that i feel like is uncertain is the scheduling i guess because like i still Mm -hmm. even with a quote like that one we just read i mean the, the author of that article which we'll link to made it seem like it was an upbeat answer so like he, he, it, it doesn't read that way, really, but the article indicated that he was, like, in good spirits about it. So it doesn't seem like, oh, I don't know what's going on with that, you know? Like, it didn't give yeah. that impression. Um, it, I think the uncertainty is, like, how does the schedule that they've announced doesn't make any sense, especially with, like, all... And now adding another name into the mix? Like, I just don't really understand. Um, but, you know, like, the, we just listed, like, three... Well, four names, technically, but three, three names there. 
and uh, one of those three names I truly believe in as an artist, like an incredible artist, and the other ones like make some good popcorn media. You know what I mean? And like, so yeah, I'm really excited <laughs> for the guy who I think is an actual artist who's going to make something really brilliant. You know, and I, you know, I don't want to like, oh, Kevin Feige, he's a clown or he's not an artist or whatever, and Benhoff and Weiss. I guess I wouldn't say that about either, but you know, like I just, man, Ryan Johnson is, you've got like a genius there and then some dudes that make cool movies. Like, let's just make sure we get the one from the genius please. You know what I mean? So (laughs) that's, that's where I'm at, but we got to go. We got to wrap this thing. It's been, Uh it's been a long time, uh, happening this morning. It's probably going to be two episodes. So you're probably hearing this at the end of the second one. Time to wrap it up, and guess what? Here's my prediction. Next week, we'll be talking about the rumors that are bubbling up all over the place about the Star Wars trailer coming out the next day. In fact, maybe the news will break while we're recording next week's episode that a Star Wars trailer will be debuting Monday night um, uh, of uh, the following day. But uh, that's just uh, guesswork. But uh, we know we have another um, Rise of Skywalker trailer coming uh, sometime soon. Um, we think we know. Uh, so... That's something to look forward to. We're going to talk about resistance, some comics, and who knows what else next week. So let's wrap it. Um, If you enjoy these really long episodes of laborious conversations about Star Wars, uh, you can find everything we do at blockaderunnerpodcast.com. You can email us at blockaderunnerpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow the grumpy dude on the show at blockaderun, and the upbeat guy you can follow at... That's oh, you. Braun Braunjorf, B-R-A-W-N-D-W-A-R-F. And yeah, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll know how upbeat and happy I am all the time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you follow my yeah, Twitter. These are good days. Um, okay, so uh, yeah, I guess I guess that's it. We'll be back next week. More Blockade Runner podcast. And uh, thanks very much for watching and or listening. And uh, I'm just, I just need Chewbacca to come like, no, I need R2-D2 to, to show me a, hollow vid or Mm. maybe just young people to like knock me out of my grumpy old you know all right bye maybe you just need to go force project yourself to death (laughs) 